Hello, my name's Owen and welcome to the JOL Wedding Podcast. Join myself and my co-host Caroline as we bring you all the inspiration and advice you need whilst planning your wedding. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the JOL Wedding Podcast. Today's quite a tasty, a tasty episode. We've oh, got... Main um, reason I get into wedding photography is cake. <laughs> We've got Alison here from the Cake Studio. Alison, how hey, are you? I'm alright, thank you. How are you? Very good, thank you. Um, okay. I think we we first met, didn't we, at a wedding fair? Yes. You came... You came around, so I'd introduce yourself to other suppliers, and you met us yeah, at yeah. A, a local it was wedding at, fair called uh, Brighton Hall. Brighton, wasn't mm. it? Yeah. yeah, and it was just when I'd started up my company, and I just thought that I'll come and... I'd never done a wedding fair before, no. so I just thought I'd come and drop in and say hello and see what was around and have a spy up the competition <laughs> as well, so... Um, but yeah, then I introduced myself to you guys, yeah. and since um, then we've we've become oh firm buddies. We yeah, have. yeah, <laughs> we love we've it. We've done so many wedding fairs together. Everyone's yeah. my friend if they got cake. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> look at me. I like my cake. You'll, you'll, you'll sell yourself anything for cake. Um, yeah, I'll um, sell you for cake. You actually. sell me for cake. <laughs> uh, so I don't even like cake. What? You don't even I like don't, cake. No, I don't like cake. I've I've never really liked cake at all. I'm more of a savoury person. That's, well, like that's, a, that's, like, that's like a chef saying that, yeah, they, they, yeah. they don't like food. Yeah. But they're still a chef. <laughs> but um, when I first went into making cakes and stuff, I'd tried so many really dreadful cakes. Mm-hmm. They were dry or soggy or yeah. just tasted really too sweet. And so I thought, well, I'd better do some stuff. So I've been, I've been a bit of a scientist on my <laughs> um, cakes. And so I'd, I'll take a recipe and then change it up and make it and I'll do 10 or 12 different ones and then get local people in to come and try them and say what do you think of that and I actually got to the point where I don't mind cake mm-hmm. uh, I don't mind my cake and if I don't mind yeah. it then everyone else is going to hopefully love it yes. people who love cake so um, I mean, you've tried my cake. Oh, my God. It is amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> every every time just... we see you at wedding fair, I always sneak over and get some cake. <laughs> but it's every not... Time. I know, it's... For you, it's it's the two combinations and putting it together. You can get an amazing cake that looks absolutely stunning, but actually, when you try it, it's so dry because yeah. actually they've spent so long on the decoration that the cake's actually gone dry inside. Yeah. And all you've got those two substances they've got to marry together. Yeah. So it's got to look absolutely yeah. amazing. And your cakes absolutely are a piece of art. Oh, thank you. So thank you. I, when when obviously um, this um, when you have a look at on online, please check out obviously your socials and have a look at your artwork. It is just absolutely stunning. Um, yeah. Well, obviously we first met at that wedding fair. So how long? I mean, how long ago was that? Because you just started then, didn't you? Uh, and that was this time last this year, time wasn't last it? Year, yeah. Because so, it was, um, yeah, this time last. No, yeah. this time the year before, two yeah, years two ago. Two years ago. So, two years ago. so you've been going as long really, as me. I've been going for about twenty, twenty months, yeah. something like that. Twenty, twenty-two months. Yeah, you've been going um, just probably, probably, probably the same time so, as me. But so. it was just at the end of COVID. Yes, which for me, for it was just a perfect time for me to start my business obviously yeah. being part of the JOL brand it did help um, obviously boost that but obviously being starting a brand new um, business enterprise, it, it, enterprise yeah. it is hard to, to get in but I think that was probably the probably one of the best times to do it yeah I didn't actually expect to be as busy as I was last year yeah. I thought I'd be a lot slower and I know there's some brilliant cake makers around we this have, area yeah, we and we have some lucky. stunning we cake do. makers yeah. but I'd like to offer something that's completely different and this is why we've got you on the show <laughs> honestly because <laughs> I think when people look um, when they start planning the wedding day and they're thinking right okay cake and with you you offer something that is completely you obviously got the cake but the art that you put into the cake is just yeah. my background is um automotive design um uh, was an automotive okay. clay modeler for 23 years and i traveled around the world mainly in europe but did some work in china and stuff and wow. so that was quite amazing and spent um when you're doing a car design 
you're normally looking at four years in the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're you're starting to build something now to be released in 2027. And so you've got to think about what forms and what trends are going to be quite prevalent in those mm-hmm. in, in four in years' time. time. Yeah. And I, it's something that I like to ca- take into my cakes as well. I like looking at new forms. I like architect. I love architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, I love texture. Um and being able to make a cake for a wedding cake, which is a structurally a piece of art mm-hmm. rather than just we've got to have a cake. So rather than just, just yeah, pay cake, it's something, yeah. that, it's something it can go that, with the rest of the decor yeah. of of the room as yeah. well. Yeah, and so taking inspiration from people from from their the wedding stationery from their colour schemes from the flowers that they're yeah. using whether they want to have more foliage whether you know the tablecloths that they want to have the crockery that they're using mm-hmm. um, even down to the knives and forks and if there's a little element on those that, yeah. especially when they're doing DIY weddings yeah. and they're then going to suppliers and ordering all of this stuff in rather than just like normal white crockery or something yeah. I mean there's so many beautiful pieces of crockery but when people come round and we're discussing their cake, I, I like to find out what their house is like, whether it's very minimalist, whether it's cluttered, full of lots of objets d'art. And, yeah. Um, you get to know their, them. That's yeah, the whole what their favourite ornaments that's, are. That's an interesting way to kind of go, of a process to go through that, isn't getting to know them, what their house is like. Yeah, it's bringing home to their to their wedding, so yeah. it makes them feel at home. That's that's a really nice. Yeah, way there's of no doing point it. giving them a frilly, fuff, fluffy cake if they've only got white furniture and white carpet and white interior. They, yeah. There's no point saying, right, we can do a bright red cake because that's not theirs. That's no. not them. It's yeah, it's working out who they are. And yeah. I was talking to a couple on um, Teams meeting mm-hmm. the other week, and they're. They um, were saying that the house doesn't reflect them at the moment because they just moved just into moved it, in. and so it's very okay. ultra modern. But they like a lot of vintage stuff. So as and when they're doing their house up, it's a lot more vintage stuff coming through. Yeah. So that's really nice. Trying to find out who they are and what what makes them happy, and, yeah. Yeah. and then designing around there. So that's. No, it's that's, really that's, important. That's, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, obviously, obviously, we've seen each other at a lot of wedding fairs. Is it so over the past year and, and a bit? So when people kind of kind of get in contact with you, is it mainly through social media? Is it quite a few from wedding fairs? Um, I have I have quite a good turnaround on mm-hmm. wedding fairs, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, yeah, it's really good. And but a lot of it is social media. I'm very prevalent on Instagram and Facebook, and I'm just. Fingers crossed. Just getting my website kind of finished. It's up and running, but mm-hmm. it's it needs to be fine tuned yeah. as well. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I think that will be a, a good drive as well. I think Instagram's yeah. probably the perfect place because obviously but, it's all imagery. Yes. So yeah, it's, yeah. But um, exactly saying that, Facebook is for me. Facebook is phenomenal. Um, yeah. I can put a post on, and I'll get anywhere between say eight and eighteen thousand views on a post that's amazing i really do push it mm. so i share it everywhere i'm sure people get fed up with seeing my <laughs> we're, we're the exact same sharing yeah. photos and videos everywhere um instagram facebook tiktok as well I've tiktok is amazing TikTok. it's something oh, I, on that. <laughs> yeah, i need been some on lessons it quite, quite <laughs> I, I, just have a go have a go so yeah. all, the, all these um reels you're making you can kind of just copy them and then just put them out onto there and I mean, I've even taken bookings through TikTok as well. It's, it's right. something that's really incredible to be yeah. able to... Yeah, see, it's probably obviously a different modern form of, obviously, your Instagram and things like that, that, yeah. especially when you're, when you're setting up a cake and how much detail you put into it, getting that across. And yeah. I think, again, why we're doing these podcasts is, is for clients and couples that are planning to get married, what do they have to think about when they are planning a wedding? Because no one does it, you know... Hopefully you do it one time in in your lifetime, and it's knowing when to book things, what to look for, you know, what do they have to consider, and things like that. So when yeah. I got married, we had um, that's twenty five years ago. We had a traditional um fruit cake of the top tier, yeah. and then years ago the tradition was you'd have a fruit cake that doesn't get cut. And then you strip the marzipan and the icing off, it gets frozen, 
and then out it comes for your first uh, child's christening, which is exactly what we did with Owen. Yeah. <laughs> but nowadays, when we go, obviously, there's so many weddings, there's so many different flavours and yeah. so much to choose from now. I've got such a big menu. Um, and one of my... I've got a couple that just fly out of the door, but the um, strawberries and cream and Loved the that one. raspberry indulgent are the ones that completely fly out the window. And they're, Most popular, yeah. They're a um, vanilla-based cake, which is laced with freeze-dried strawberries or raspberries, and then it has um, locally sourced jam, raspberry or strawberry jam, or curds in it. And it's just so refreshing and light. And yeah. the lemon cake is really good. I actually thought chocolate cake would be more... Um, I, think, I was listening to you be, saying that. I yeah, thought chocolate cake would have of, been, one of the, been one of the first things you would have said. Yeah, <laughs> but it's very few and far between, is chocolate. Okay. I mean, they, they like it, and there's normally, like, I'd say about half of my wedding cakes have a chocolate layer yeah. in there, but the caramel yeah. one is much more... Um, more booked than the the chocolate cake. Okay. So, but um, well, that was quite surprising. Back to other weddings that we've done, I haven't seen. I haven't really seen a lot of chocolate cake. No, we no. It yeah, it's lot, it, you yeah. think about it. It is a yeah. lot of Victoria sponge. Yeah, obviously vanilla. Quite, uh, we see a lot of uh, raspberry white chocolate and things like yeah. that. Red velvet. I've seen a couple of times as yeah, well. That's one of my favourite red velvet. <laughs> I don't have a red velvet on my menu yet. Because I've never tried making one. But, um, well, there we I'll go. Then that's try. one for that's, me next that's time. That's <laughs> one for the next one. And then obviously taste testing. Is that yeah. Well, oh yeah, yeah taste you know, testing. If it's yeah. your favourite, then you're going to have to come around and try the to. different recipes that I've made. Because <laughs> obviously, I would. Wouldn't you think that sorry, a, a dram sponge is more traditional? Obviously, going back to. Yeah, before. you'd uh, you'd have a um, a jam layer and you'd have a fruit layer, and traditionally yeah. the fruit layer would go to the christening of the first. Yeah, so that's quite child. traditional. But yeah. the, the I don't more get many fruit cakes. No, ordered, no, not for it. weddings. Once no. in a while, I've got one coming up uh, in a couple of months' time, and they want a small fruit cake. But yeah. I think they've got a lot of older generation going and they're yeah. the ones that expect to have a fruit cake yeah yeah that, that that depends on the couple as well so yeah. if, with their family if they've got quite a obviously a good amount of generations in their family yeah. still um that's the yeah. reason they can, like they can it have that nans, like nans that. like it yeah yeah but give me a good fruit cake i do love fruit cake i do like fruit cake yeah, it's got to be soaked in brandy and port oh, see i think i think boozy, quite boozy i oh, think I'm this is really i'm not a big fan of fruit cake no. But maybe that's because of my age. It goes gen- generations. The generational yeah, thing. Well, it was always tradition, wasn't it? Was. it? At Christmas yeah. and stuff. That yes. You'd make a fruitcake and the family would stand around. Mm. They'd make it. And then yeah. I always decorated mine Stew with my Can you try and do that a couple of years ago? You tried I've, to make one. Yeah, I've made, um, I've made two from scratch. So expensive, isn't it? It is buy really all expe- of the ingredients yeah, it is for really a fruitcake. Expe- yeah, it and is. And then... Mm. People say, oh, I can buy a fruitcake from Marks and Spencer's for £14. Yeah, but is, like, is it really, yeah, but really going to taste as good? It's made. Yes. It, Preservatives in there and things yeah. like that. that yeah. You, go, um, you haven't got half a bottle of port in there and half a bottle of brandy. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is it. And of course, I, I don't really drink, so um, I didn't have any brandy in the house. So I had to call my mother-in-law and go, excuse me, can I have some brandy? <laughs> She's like, yeah, okay then. So but, I always soak my um, raisins and sultanas in the liquor yes, first. overnight for at least 24 yeah, hours yeah, before yeah. I, I do that. Because then that keeps the cake nice and moist, moist. as well. Yeah, so. and it's funny because when we obviously... And I hate the word moist. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. It's oh, sorry, sorry so viewers. Moist. It's, yeah, it's that's a, word, a that lot word. of people don't like um, that word. That's a no word. Obviously, <laughs> we obviously... Uh, my little tradition is... Um, as we, as we go and we're saying goodbye to, to our bride and groom and wishing all the best and um, I always take a tiny bit of the wedding cake home and my thing is a cup of tea, as soon as I get home, cup of tea, that little bit of cake and I start backing up and everything yeah. like that. And I do love it, but it's just so many different, now, again, you have some really nice light cakes and some really quite dense, yeah. rich cakes as well. Yeah. So where do you, what do you like? Are you uh, more virgin well, for the... I've got... My cakes are really nice and light and um, moist. (laughs) (laughs) Moist, darling. Um, But, yeah, so I've I've spent a lot of time devising my recipes 
mm. uh, and making sure that there's the right ingredients and it's different like that I've just done a recipe for a carrot cake which mm. I didn't have on my menu until okay. this week and I tried um I don't like carrot cake it's not something that I like but I love spice cake spice cake is amazing with yes. all that cinnamon so and stuff yeah. so I've kind of taken that and diversified diversified it into a carrot cake mm-hmm. um so it's got a lot more spice and stuff in it it's i use organic um carrots and so they're a lot sweeter okay. so the the flavor from the carrots i've a massive bag of carrots and um they're they're you know just taste so lovely yeah. And so you've got to be really careful with the ratio of sugar because I made one recipe that had the right ratio of sugar in it because of the sugar in the carrots. The cake was beginning to rise and then all of a sudden went... Okay. Ended up like a biscuit. And it was like, oh, oh, that doesn't work. So, yeah. And then just saying, right, okay, well, I need this and I need that. So, But my cakes, I've got... So I've got... Um, a plain white cake, which I think you tried, and it's um, it's you like did. a vanilla cake, but you don't use the egg yolks, and you take the egg whites and you mix those up into a meringue, and then you fold that through into the batter. So is it more like a Genoese type thing? If I'm thinking going back yeah. to um, Bake Off, because I love Bake Off. Um, <laughs> but is it more like a Genoese where they don't use the egg yolks, yeah. do they? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what Genoese is. I think so. I'm that's not what a it... baker. I just make cakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what... Right. Okay. You're, you're, like you say, I think the science behind it it makes a lighter cake, isn't it? The, yes. With the yeah, without the egg yolks and mixing that up into like your meringue and then folding that through, so you've yeah. still got a lot of air in there. Yeah. And the cake is very white, whereas when you do just a vanilla cake, it still has that yellow because yes, of the does. egg yolks. Yeah. So, and, um, yeah, the, the ingredients that I use are, um, as organic and locally sourced as possible. So the, the eggs come from three miles down the road in a free range farm. That's fantastic. The milk and the cream that I use comes from seven miles down the road from an organic farm. We used to have a milkman deliver and that was lovely, but he doesn't do it anymore. So we've got to go into town to do it, to go and pick it up. But it's still locally sourced, which I think throughout this whole podcast, we're looking at ways that we can become more um, eco-friendly. So reducing our carbon footprint and making sure that we think we can think more about the environment and sustainability of our business and and the industry as a whole yeah so the only thing that i can't use um which is locally sourced i can there there are fondant companies um in the uk yeah but they're not great to taste and they're not great to work with and so I, i use two different um cakes um because i had two different fondants one of them is guaranteed to be nut free and obviously you've got people with allergies, yeah, with allergies. And stuff yeah um i did i just press a button on that no no it should be fine right <laughs> um and they um so it's got to be nut free so I, I make sure that i use that one so that i can cover my allergens yeah and the other one uh, comes from italy and oh sorry sorry it's okay I haven't talked so much for such a long time. I work on my own. <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, because I, I've still got a carbon footprint on those. So what I do is I collect all my little bits of fondant that have gone either dry while I've been working with it or it's got a little bit of cake dust or something in it. I save all those up and put them into a pot. And then in the winter, I take them to my little local bee farm and that feeds oh. the bumblebees and oh, uh, honeybees amazing. for the winter. Honeybees, we need honeybees for the winter. So yeah, yeah so that, that they just dump a load of it in there and all the bees go and get their energy for winter from that. So for me, it's really important to be sustainable and ethically yeah. trade yeah. in fair trade. So or locally sourced and there's nothing in my studio that doesn't have those on there's a few little bits and pieces unless i want to spend such a long time making marshmallows to make the uh, rice crispy treats yeah. when i'm doing the illusion cakes then that's just painful yeah um, <laughs> i um, imagine so it's there's certain things that yes. i can't use yeah. but when yeah. it comes to wedding cakes everything is has my ethical standards that's, right. that's, that's fantastic so, um obviously with couples obviously getting married 
they probably won't really see it on the day all the work that you put in behind the scenes to make yeah. sure that cake gets there in obviously keeping that quality and making it look amazing on the day. I mean, obviously, even wedding guests as well, they'll turn up, oh, look, there's the, there's the wedding cake. Let's have a photo of that. But what kind of goes in behind the scenes? What, go, what goes in, what goes on behind the scenes, rather? Initial contact is um, mainly through like either Messenger or email or mm-hmm. something like that. And then we have a quick brief outline of dates and um, how many guests that they're going to be um, inviting and stuff. Yep. So then um, then I'll send follow that up with an email with my menus, terms and conditions and ba- basic outline for price because I'm not in everyone's budget. No, no, um, no. Everyone has a budget. Everyone does have a budget. So And it's best just to get that over and done with straight away. And if they decide that they want to come with me, normally twice, three times a year, I'll do cake consultation weekends where mm-hmm. I have um, the bride and groom or the couple come in to the studio and come in and looking at beautiful mid Wales up in the hills and try and eat cake and drink Prosecco. And oh, I do love um, <laughs> <laughs> It's a really lovely afternoon that, that um, the appointments are for an hour and a half. By that time, you've, you've managed to eat five slices of cake and Only. drink a bottle of Prosecco. <laughs> yeah. um, and we've discussed your wedding about your themes your designs your wishes and some people a cake is their their main yeah thing for their wedding gotta be yeah. all about the cake gotta be all about the cake and then yeah. other people are like oh, forgot to get a cake uh so what can you do for us mm-hmm. so there's there's two different sorts of people you know ones that are really yeah. not bothered about we what were the saying, cake we looks were like. saying there's this, always was, different types yeah, of clients we, we were saying about yeah. this weren't we that um we were saying earlier about obviously having um budgets and some people have obviously a budget it's where they want to spend that money in that budget what's what's most important to them so you know like say a cake might be really super important for someone when others might just go actually i just want a a, a sauce a a standard cake just obviously because we obviously have to have one to cut cake and blah 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 and you don't use you, you still you know traditions are changing. You don't have to have a cake. No. It's oh my a, god, no, yeah. You don't have to. It's just, it's. I think that um, having a cake and cutting it in the evening is really nice because it's a little bit of your wedding ceremony mm-hmm. that your evening guests can see. get to see. Yeah, yeah. So that, that and the first dance. That's really nice. Yeah, that and the first yeah. dance, and they feel like they've been included through the whole day then it's yes. not as though it's been a separated day for them yeah. so I think that for me that tradition is still really nice to to cut yeah. the cake in the evening um but yeah so going back to um the consultation yeah. weekends the uh, if you can't make it to a consultation weekend then I can send out some cake sample boxes and then we'll do a team's meeting and that's normally for an hour hour and a half again discussing what you want after that i'll do a minimum of three different designs for you Amazing. and if i get carried away then it can be more and more <laughs> and more and then people are like i don't know what one to choose now you've made it too difficult <laughs> but um and then from that it's a booking fee yeah. if they liked me straight away then they can pay the booking fee um, and then talk about designs and then after. talk about yeah. designs afterwards yeah uh, and then um, yeah and then it goes from there and I always say that as long as I've got final design eight weeks before the wedding that then gives me enough time to yeah. slot into making the sugar flowers because I kind of specialise in in sugar flowers um, yeah weird and wonderful sugar flowers so that, um yeah i think the detail that you go well uh, quite a lot of bakers go but you you go like that little extra mile the the detail that you put in must take absolute hours to do if you're doing like a sugar paste big peony that could have 100 120 petals on it plus a stamen plus all the little bits of pollen and everything, and I want to make it look as realistic yeah, as possible. Yeah, that, that, that's a and key that to you, yeah. how realistic it is. It could it, take it a is. day to make um, make a, a big peony. Wow. And if you think, oh, okay, well, I've done 10 hours on this, and then I've still got another six roses and all the leaves and eucalyptus yeah. to go on top of it as well, and it's, yeah. it, it works out 
quite time consuming. Yeah. yeah. Which is obviously that's what you've got to incorporate. Yeah, you've got to incorporate that into obviously the price of things. Yeah. Obviously for us it's not just on the day taking photos doing the video it's everything it's, leading it's, up it's to all, and behind it, after, yeah. after, after exactly the day. which for you obviously when it gets to the wedding day lucky enough for you that's mainly that's mainly it, obviously yeah. unless you've got to get kind of boards back or or anything like but that they normally return those but yeah. then i've got to fit that into my next week's baking because mm-hmm. i can't have the place filled with flour and ice and sugar and bits a- all over a- the place exactly yeah. you know the, the the studio is kept clean and tidy but there's there's what i call a mess or a dry mess and a dry mess is when I'm decorating or baking and all your pots and your bits of food colouring and stuff and bits of icing yeah. are just all over your workbench yeah. and it's not it's not dirty or messy or anything it's, it's, it's a your, dry it's, mess it's, it's, it's a working arti- mess this is it yeah. it's your artistic it's like you say you know if you've got someone who's painting they're not going to have a and an immaculate desk, no, are they? They're no. going to have all their the chalks and the the colours and everything everywhere. Yeah, so so I've got to work out that when someone comes to return their stuff, that I'm not doing it on a baking day because sometimes they'll come in and it's lovely because they want to tell me all about their wedding and their wedding cake and what they thought about the cake and what everyone else spoke to me about, spoke to them about the cake yeah. and stuff, and that's really lovely. But you've got to kind of like take maybe two hours for your return products to come yeah. back because yeah. and you can't be going sorry i can't talk to you goodbye yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um so what, because stuff, that's really will rude. they return then because obviously like, we're so it's, about... um the cake stands yeah and uh, they're obviously returnable but within uh the wedding industry there was a blog post and there were millions upon millions of straws and plastic dowels which are thrown away each year in the cake industry and i've have these um special acrylic ones and they've got like a screw top in them so i can adjust the height to okay. them okay and i put those in the cake and they're the ones that take the weight and they yeah. support the weight but they because they're reusable they get returned they get oh, washed they get sterilized and then i reuse them and reuse them and reuse yeah. them and um so stuff like that if they've hired out cake knives some families don't have cake knives well, some if, hotels if you do don't D- yeah. supply them and diy weddings especially if you just try yeah. hiring a venue yeah that's but even some hotels like don't have um wedding cake knives no so yeah. you know it's something that i ask and then i'll make sure the week before do you need a cake knife yeah and i will probably if i remember even if they haven't hired one i'll put one in the car just in case when i get to the venue they haven't been given one to put on the table or they don't have one and i'll just leave it there because the last thing they want to do is cut it with a a plastic knife knife. (laughs) i've seen my cake being cut with a sword yes literally a bit he's creeps like this and the bride's pushing down on it because they couldn't cut it one of mine got cut with an axe axe. it wasn't that it wasn't dry no (laughs) (laughs) but um no it was something to do with uh they both love doing woodwork and stuff like that and um carving meant something to them yeah so yeah so they had this axe that was um next to the cake which was quite lovely um, yeah, it's really nice to, when you're not just using a normal cake knife. You can no, try something different. different. It's through yeah. the decoration that you kind of show the couple's personalities as well. So yeah. when you get to know them, obviously you can kind of go through that that process of, of uh, showing it through the design as well. I probably I'm assume yeah. you probably take that into consideration as well. There's a wedding barn down in um, oh god, I like to say sorry, Suffolk. It was my cousin's wedding. And I made his wedding cake for him. Uh, but down at this wedding barn, um, the guy does a bit of woodwork and a bit of whittling. And he, George is um, all into carpentry and stuff like that. So he had made this little wooden knife to put next to the cake table, even though there was a knife there as well. And it's really nice because this venue will find out who you are and what your hobbies are and they'll make you a little wooden thing to put on your oh. table with your cake. I just thought that was so sweet. Really personal and you get yeah. to keep it forever. We had um, a wedding a few years back now and they were engineers and they had an amazing cake. It was two tiers and then they had um, basically the... Um, bride sitting on a swing and the, the swing was, was moving. moving back and oh, forth wow. so it looked like the, the, the groom was actually 
Pushing I think her. he was pushing her, was he climbing or something like that? And he was, <laughs> yeah, and oh my God, just seeing it, how it was moving, was amazing. Yeah, I'm, I really love to get into the psyche of who I'm doing a wedding cake for, and they don't need to look like wedding cakes. No. The, um, one of my absolute favourite ones is um, DJ Deck and um, Turntables. And the um, the turntables were actually spinning. Oh wow! And that's oh, actually on the DJ deck itself. The whole cake. Yeah, the whole so cake. The whole yeah. cake is um, so all the the turntables, the bases are all cakes, okay. and then they were cut out in the middle. And there was runners put under there, and then I made these records to go on the top with the bride and the groom on, and because they one of them is a producer for BBC Radio, and the other one is a sound engineer. Um, for film and TV wow. and they both did DJing and they weren't the common or yeah. bride and groom you know yeah. they didn't want the traditional thing they got married in an art museum that was just really lovely and then to be able to design this cake for them was really nice and to do something that wasn't just a normal two tier three tier wedding cake yeah. for for their day I think this is it you don't have to have a traditional wedding cake no though. no like I say, it goes to something... reflect who you are and yeah. who you are as a couple and what makes you work That's what I so kind well. of think cakes are a bit underrated as well, going, going, yeah. on, going on that. Um, I never, it's not really something I hear a lot about. No. But watching these like cake makers, like even if you scroll through Instagram or anything, you see these cakes and they're absolutely amazing. Yeah. And the detail and the talent that goes behind all that is incredible. It's really amazing to see which i think people need to appreciate that a little bit more yeah. going into a wedding and think about that in your into your design into your plans and things like that say so like say when you spend a fortune on um making your venue look absolutely amazing through your decorations and flowers and everything like that maybe the cake is, a, is an afterthought when you can think well actually that can be it a huge be part of it focal point yeah, yeah. and yeah. based around from that from that cake yeah if you both love walking then why not make a cake that looks like a mountain with the two of you sat on top of the mountain? Yeah, yeah. It's it doesn't need to be a cake that's traditional. It yeah, needs to be two, something. Cake. Yeah, it needs to be something that reflects you two. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it'll go with colour schemes and things like that. But it's a, it's a mm. piece of art that reflects you two as a couple. So I love it when um, for the cut and the cake when it comes to our job on the day when the cake is in the middle of the dance floor, which then yeah. it puts it there, centre stage, of before everything, so everyone can go and see and then watch the couple as they cut, cut yeah. the cake as well. I think that's um, it's really nice when you set the cake up in the middle of the room, yeah, and so you can walk around it. It doesn't have to be just one sided. Yeah, the cake can have decoration all the way through. Yeah, they can have a different theme on the back as it does the front. Yeah, we've seen so that, that could quite be a few times. yeah. Your beautiful sugar flowers on the front of it, and then on the back of it, it could be a painted scene of you two going walking with your dog, or yeah, um, I've playing seen, on I've the, seen the classic one with it. Uh, when you say that, where you've got all the uh, kind of superheroes on the back, on the back, yeah, and then you've yeah. got all the football flowers team, on the other things football, like that. Yeah, your football yeah. team. <laughs> so yeah, they're it's... they're quite popular. But like I say, you can really elevate that even more, can't yeah. you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's really nice when someone gives me like. Free really well free range but uh, they they give me a theme or they tell me something that's about them that gets me really excited mm -hmm. and then I start oh god right we can go and I'm like I'm like a puppy yeah, I'm yeah. just We're jumping safe. around all over the place and it's really <laughs> exciting and then when I get the professional photos back from it it's they're really lovely as yeah. well that you know, they get, you get sent back photographs of your work. Yeah, that's that's really yeah. lovely. Obviously, when you're obviously making it um, beforehand, do you have a lot of things to do with kind of allergies as well? So yeah. maybe even yeah, dietary I've... requirements such as obviously vegetarians gluten, or yeah. uh, gluten-free vegans as well. Cause obviously... Yeah, I have um, five-star food hygiene rating, um, and that one of the basis on that was the fact that I needed to know all my allergens and everything mm -hmm. and then I did my allergen awareness course as well I do have a full uh, vegan dairy free gluten free nut free anything free do you just want <laughs> calorie a cake free. that's calorie free uh, if it was well, calorie free I'd be buying loads of it <laughs> cake doesn't have calories oh, there we go. and um, you know if you're 
anything's free at a wedding, there's no there's no calories that are ever consumed at no. a wedding. Definitely so, not. <laughs> definitely not. Oh no! So I've got full um, full menus for those. Um, obviously, you've got certain things. So you've got um, nut free yep. celiacs. Yeah, yep. you've got to be so careful with those. Definitely, because you could kill someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anaphylaxia is a really yeah horrible thing to have, and you don't want someone in the middle of the. Um, in the evening or a party no, or something get to have an so. effect. So, um, yeah, so I'm, but everything's sterilised, everything's cleaned. Yeah. Um, I cover. It's different if someone says, I'm, well, it's not because I still work to the same standards, but yeah. I'm vegan. It doesn't mean that if by mistake there was a product that was used that had egg powder in it or something yeah yeah it's, it's not, not going to kill them no i mean i make sure that doesn't happen no obviously, obviously yeah it's a very different allergen yes food it's a food choice it's a food standard a different food standard to adhere to yeah but when it does come to the fact that it will or could ultimately kill someone if you i have um a regular client and her little girl is two years old which will be three this year she's dairy intolerant and it is to the point of anything very serious very serious and i'm so obsessed i take anything that has dairy in it i I make sure it's all out of the fridge it's the fridge has been bleached and cleaned and (laughs) i'm I'm so anal when it comes to that i've got such ocd when it comes to that because it's my reputation yeah i'm fully insured um but there's only yeah, you don't want to take out your insurance because you no, made no. a mistake. No, no, and I think again uh, when you're planning when couples are planning their wedding, it's really important when you're looking for your bakers to make sure that they are five star food rated. Yeah. They have um, all the allergen um, preparation areas where you know that there's not going to be cross contamination yeah. and things like that. Yeah, so it's really important and, and business insurance as well. So, yeah, yeah. But again. <clears throat> It all adds to the cost of you running a business as yeah. well. So when you are looking for some cake makers that can offer X, Y, and Z for A, B, and C, and you think, God, that's really cheap. That's a real good bargain. But then you start thinking, well, actually, yeah, are they just like the home bakers that think, well, actually, I work full time, but I can do this on the side? Yeah. Or are they a reputable business that you can go, actually, I know they're just as trustworthy as I'm going down to a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Well, my um, my studio is specially set up in my garden. I'm really lucky. I've got about 50 metres to walk to get to work. And so I've got no excuse of ever being late. No. And sorry, the sheep on the drive. I can't get to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a bit of a problem because it's like, oh, it's raining. Do I have to walk over there? Yeah. <laughs> But um, no, so everything, there's no, there's no cross contaminations from my home cooking done in Mm. my studio. So I know there's never been a piece of meat been cooked in there. I know that um, I don't take peanuts into that area. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, there's certain cakes like the carrot cake has got um, pecan nuts in it. Um, And I, I know that there's certain products that I use that can say may have traces of nuts. nuts. So you can't yeah. be 100% sure that everything in that studio is nut-free, but I do make yeah. sure that everything is sterilised. And yeah. all of my allergen products have different cupboards, so they're not in the same cupboard yeah. as... So all my gluten-free flour is in a different cupboard. All my nut-free products are all in a different cupboard. Mm. So it's And it's also stuff like when you're doing like vegan cakes... And you want to do vegan chocolate, there's some ama- amazing vegan chocolate out there. But when I buy that, I have to buy it in a big box. And so I've got to make sure that I've got enough cakes to be able to, because all of my cakes are covered in ganache. Mm-hmm. And so I've got to make sure that I've got enough or enough orders coming through to, I don't want to be left with half a box of and it just goes um, to go into waste. Yeah, it goes to waste. Yeah. And there's there's nothing I can... I, I don't well, like chocolate. Obviously, like you say, you, yeah. you do everything fresh as well. So obviously, yeah. you, need, you need it to be all be used as well. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, you're allergic to nuts, aren't you? So yeah. you understand, obviously, everything to do 
with with which is obviously what other people would appreciate. Yeah, definitely, I appreciate. It. I'm not, you know, um, epipen type of um, allergic or anything like that. But again, I just have to be careful that yeah. things haven't got nuts in yeah. that I'm aware of. I'm a bit the same with pineapple. Oh, um, tin pineapple's fine. Fresh pineapple is a bit makes my lips swell up. But we went on holiday to Sri Lanka, and we went to a pineapple grove, and it was like. I won't try any, I won't try any. And then it just looked absolutely amazing. And I had a bit and then I had another bit. I got back into the car. I was like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> 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 looked like I'd had an emergency Botox. Oh, I just oh, come out in hives. So it's not um, not the best thing. But yeah, it's, it's things like that you have to think about, especially when couples are planning the wedding, when they start thinking about um, food allergies and, and menu choices and things like that, that's when they sort of can let you yeah. let you know. Yeah, and... yeah. Well, it's always a question that's asked, so it's on my booking form as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. What I like to do is, if they've got someone who's nut-free or celiac or something, that cake will then be made in a separate area, made and decorated in a separate area in my kitchen. And then um, that is then kept in the kitchen at the venue in a box that yeah. says it's, it's vegan. Yeah, I think, yeah. again, yeah. it's one of those free. we're noticing now for um, when we're doing things like cutting the cake, you'll have stands that says top tier is this and everything. Else. So people all know yeah. and when they, yeah. they dish it out, they have got um, labels to say that this this yeah. does contain this. So this, the, this, the couples, this. obviously, they, you really need to kind of um, understand your guest list as yeah. well. Guest list and knowing... Point. Who obviously through the menu of the food of the wedding breakfast, you understand um, some people's allergies, but taking that further into the, obviously the cake, the, into the evening for the cake and things like that, people need to obviously remember who yeah. is coming to the wedding. Yeah. Um, maybe if anyone, um, in, even in the evening, is coming along mm-hmm. um, who's got allergies or is vegan yeah. or, or any different, like, you know. So I like styles. to keep those cakes separate. I don't like to yeah. put them into the no, cake no. because, so they're cutting up the carrot cake, which has got nuts in it, and then um, go and, cut... and then go and cut the nut-free, yeah, um, specialist cake with the same knife, the same knife on the same cross cutting ta- board. Cross contamination. So I always make sure that, okay, well we'll do we'll do your wedding cake that mm-hmm. one is outside and then this one is um is placed into a box all of the staff in the kitchen know exactly what it is how it needs to be dealt with i always mm-hmm. give out a list of um i have to i mean obviously for my insurance and to um it's now law that you have to give out your um allergens forms when you yes. deliver your cake anyway so they go with any of my cakes my celebration illusion and wedding cakes there's always a delivery form with yeah. them yeah um obviously with I say obviously cake wedding cakes the classic I'd say pun or joke a best man says is, <laughs> is it, no, oh such an emotional date even, Even the, the cakes, cakes in tears. tears. That's the most how classic one. We we've heard that. that. Um, but speaking of obviously the tears of the cake, how many obviously tears does it usually take to feed, say a whole hundred people? A whole hundred people. Or, people if, if there is, <laughs> it's different. I mean, you could go. There's two different si- serving sizes for a wedding cake. You can go for the one inch by one inch by height of the tear finger slice. Mm-hmm. which is normally what is handed around in the evening. Yes. If you wanted to go for the bigger slice and take out a couple of elements or an element from your buffet, you could go for the two inch by one inch by height of the tier. Or if you was going to serve it as part of your wedding breakfast as the dessert, I would suggest going for the larger slice. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're going for the finger slice, so you've got a hundred people, then a 10 inch square is going to be perfectly big enough to serve all your guests. Yes. But if you want a tiered cake, then you, there's a number of different ways of doing it. But I like really tall column cakes, something that's quite illusional. It's special, isn't it? Yeah, and it's all according as well with um, the height of the bride and the groom. You could could have a bride and a groom which are both six foot plus and doing a two-tier wedding cake that's on a very small stand on a table that's... Like uh, really low down, yeah, really yeah, low see, down. When they're photo done, but yeah. if imagine yeah. when they're on their photo taken, they're both bent over like this. Yeah, and if they're 
four foot nine and five foot two and you've done a cape which is massively tall that doesn't fit in with them you've also got to look at the room as well that they're going into so there's certain places which have lots of areas like wooden paneling and stuff that you can put the cake against yes. and it really stands out really mm-hmm. nicely and in that case you don't maybe don't need something that's so elaborate but then you've got other places that have got their kind of evening reception rooms which are very white it's decorated with the the flowers and mm-hmm. uh, whatever you're going to decorate mm-hmm. the room with but predominantly it's a white room with a white floor and white tablecloths and a very tall ceiling and that way you could then affect put in a taller cake in yeah. there because it's going to it, ne- it needs to make an impact yes and it can be used as part of your artwork there's um you could also add if you wanted a really tall cake you could also add a couple of the fake dummy cakes we, into it we had well. one yeah. actually last year at um Wrighton castle and i think it was something like seven tiers and oh my god, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was all hand painted, and it was absolutely stunning. But actually, only two tiers with proper cake. With proper cake. Yeah. 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 So there's always way to put drama into cake. Into cake. It doesn't but, have to all be cake. No. There is one thing that I'm offering, and that is, um, and not many people do it. That's keeping the top tier. I know you were saying earlier about keeping the top tier for a christening, but that's with a fruit cake. Yes. But, because I make everything fresh and nothing's been frozen, my sponge cakes, um, and they will last in the freezer for a good 12 months if they're wrapped up properly. Mm-hmm. And so I, if someone wants to keep the top tier, make a taller cake, but top, keep the top tier, um, I always suggest it's really nice to keep it for their first wedding anniversary. Yes. Keep oh, a nice really, bottle really of wine nice. yeah. or a yeah. nice um, bottle of champagne or something. And then keep it for your first wedding anniversary. The top tier is normally quite small. Yeah, it's normally about a five inch. Yeah, five inch. Um, My tier sizes are normally five inches high, um, which gives you a good serving size when it's a one inch by one inch by five inch height. Yeah. Um, So yeah, if you've got something that's like say one hundred and twenty people, you could go for two seven inch rounds, a six inch round, and uh, a five inch round at the Mm -hmm. top. You know, having that kind of like taller column cake at the bottom yeah. uh, can work out really nice because that's quite a bit of drama. Then mm-hmm. Obviously, that's when you cake. incorporate different flavours into different tiers and, mm. and and things like that. Every tier can be a different flavour. So get creative <laughs> when you when you order your cake. Sorry. <laughs> get, get, get creative. creative. <laughs> yeah. In choosing their, yeah, their flavours. Even so, if you go for something like, like um, a 10-inch round at the bottom, you're having a bigger wedding, say for 200 people, and you've gone for a 10-inch round at the bottom, I don't even mind splitting that into two different flavours. Oh, okay. It's it's the ganache that holds everything together. together. And so, yeah, you've got like half of the semicircle is chocolate and the other half is lemon. All I would say is probably put two flavours that kind of work together. Yeah. Because, like, if you do, like, a chocolate and a caramel, that would work really nice. Because yeah. if someone ends up with half a slice of each, yeah, it's not going to be that. a problem. Yeah, I'm definitely calling dibs. If uh, <laughs> if the, the cake is cut like that, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm calling and half dibs. And half. Oh, yeah. That'd be quite nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing that <laughs> Or next you could time. just go up the seconds and well, go yeah. get thirds, fourths, So, yeah, it's nice that when you, obviously... We still love the tradition of um, cutting the cake. So obviously it's always set up um, as part of the wedding breakfast so people can see it in, in the entirety. But then it comes into the, the evening and maybe to move to a different location if you have different reception rooms. Um, but it's nice that that part is for the evening part as well. So everyone gathers around their phones and everyone, the DJ announces. And it's yeah. still nice that... It is really, I I think it's just such a lovely tradition and being able to involve your evening evening dresses, I see what's all that about, Um, evening guests into a part of the ceremony that they haven't seen because they haven't been there to witness you taking your vows, they haven't been there for your drinks reception or your canapes or your wedding breakfast and so for them to actually see, they see your dress and uh, you know sometimes a bride will get changed halfway through the day yeah. and then we, we have mentioned we've mentioned that through um a different, yeah uh, one of our other podcasts go check that one out yeah check that one out yeah um from yeah with jessica bridal we did that one and she said it, it, it is a couple of times she's had 
um, two dresses. Yeah. Um, from from requested from a bride. Um, I mean, we actually did said this the other day. So one thing we do in the evening is bring our TV screen along for like say for yeah. the evening guests. Um, upload all the photos to be taken so then people can then see what's happened in the evening. I think that's a really nice idea because they, really yeah, well. they do get to be involved or at least have a couple of memories from the actual day rather than yeah. waiting to attend the, yeah. the evening yeah. reception. But we, we spoke to this woman, I think she was, at, it was actually at the last wedding fair we were at and she said that she didn't see the photos for two weeks later, she was an evening guest, came along saw the bride, looked very, very nice two weeks later she saw the photos, completely different dress but you wouldn't know that if yeah. for an evening guest turning up, you no. wouldn't you wouldn't have known that. Yeah. But um, am I correct in saying that the old tradition was when the uh, for the cut and the cake was actually at the end of the wedding breakfast? Because um, we have had that. Um, well, yeah, I think a lot of people, wedding, especially when, coordinated, didn't we? yeah, we when we were um, thinking about budgets. Obviously, when people plan their wedding, they, they worked to certain budgets. So when you're thinking about maybe having the wedding cake as part of your wedding breakfast and have it yeah. as, as as a sweet to your wedding breakfast yeah. that then um obviously cuts costs down a yeah. bit just to add a bit of fresh fruit and some chantilly cream and yeah or you know goes really nice with custard as well oh. i love cake and custard love that's custard. one of my favorites yeah so it i is. can cut out the cake for the custard buy oh. the custard i'll be fine <laughs> but um yeah so that's there's there are so many different ways of cutting them. You could also cut it after your wedding breakfast, but then have it as like an a reception for your evening guests and having it handed around then yeah. before your um buffet arrives. Yeah. Or yeah. you can yeah. have it done after your buffet has been done yeah. because the sugar will soak up a little bit of that alcohol and the party <laughs> will carry on a little bit longer. We we've but, seen it like say so many different ways that they've actually bought little boxes that they the venue will cut up the cake and they'll put it in individual boxes. Yeah. But so that's that's a very old tradition thing though, isn't it? I mean in yeah. the sixties and seventies they my mum and dad still have their box with their piece of wedding cake in from their wedding. And I would um, suggest eating that now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you want to eat it. No. It's probably a bit dry and manky yeah. by now. But um yeah, so that that whole boxing up and if you've got guests which are which can't make it to your wedding yes then you could post it out to them yeah so yeah. that's a really nice touch yeah it's lovely really nice really touch nice saying touch. sorry you can't be here but yeah there here's we a go. piece of wedding cake but that's yeah. very much tradition from like the the 50s and 60s they used to do that yeah then. yeah so. and i think as well that um when couples i know for for the fact that you know we've met up with brian grooms after and they've gone Oh my god, I've got like half a wedding cake left. Uh see my big tip for this is if you've got a hundred people going, I would say probably unless you want to have a cake for a hundred people, which a lot of people do, no, I've got 120 people or want 120 serving sizes, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But normally go for about 85 to 90% of your guest list. Yeah. And then when the cake has been cut, my big, big tip for getting rid of your cake is when it's been put on trays, get either your bridesmaids or if you've got little kids at the wedding because they love being given a job, get mm-hmm. them to hand around and walk around with the cake because the yeah. cake will go. Yeah. And when I've told brides and grooms that little tip, they've said, oh, we had no cake left. We're so glad we kept the top tier because... yeah. Um, we didn't have anything left. We was hoping to take at least half of one home. Whereas when it's just put on the table, that it's yeah. people don't realise they're dancing. Like the they're dancing. They're at the bar. They they think, oh, I'll go and get some in a minute. And they get back home. They go, oh, I never had any and cake. cake. So yeah, just get someone to um, yeah. to hand around the cake. So if you've got three or four different flavours, get the three or four people to walk around at the same time. This one's lemon cake, this one's raspberry cake, this one's white cake, this one's chocolate cake. And someone could go, oh, can I have a bit of that? Or oh, I might have a bit of that as well. So yeah. it's... Um, I have a bit of that with you, quite a carving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the chocolate cake goes well with um, Guinness. There you oh, go then. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, we always kind of like to end the podcast. Obviously, you've given quite a few amazing tips already, but you're probably the biggest piece of advice to a couple coming say, to you or any other cake maker about a wedding cake. What would be the 
biggest piece of advice you can give to someone? Ugh. Could be about Hate. even on the wedding day or Hate, anything. I think um, you could be. I think I, I've got a clause in my terms and conditions because I do Swiss meringue buttercream in some of my cake menus. Mm-hmm. But that can be very temperamental. And if it's 20 degrees outside or you're having a marquee wedding and that marquee can get to 32, 40 degrees, yeah. I'm not making that Swiss meringue buttercream for your cake because it will just collapse. Yeah. There's the the cake tears will fall and it will just be horrible. So I, I say <laughs> that like a normal traditional buttercream that I make is good enough to stand up to 35 degree heat. If it's far too hot, then the cake needs to be kept in a cooler area and then bought out for your evening reception. Yeah. Um, I have been to places before where they've gone, oh, the cake's going to be set up here. It's a big, open, ro- roaring fireplace that's about 50 degrees and it's like I can't possibly put the cake there it's so yeah just working out where it's just gonna go so communicate with your venue and work out where the probably best place for it is to go especially say like you say with all the decorations (laughs) if it is a piece of the, the decor um, where they would have the wedding breakfast make sure it is fit or it fits in somewhere where it won't be um Near a window or near yeah, a radiator yeah, things to, like that. Subject to extreme heat, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's beautiful to have your cake in front of a bay window in your um, reception, but if in the afternoon the sun is going to blast through there, yeah. then it's going to be a problem. With we've, had it a, we've had it a number of times, actually. You, that you come in the cake, it's just it's like the yeah, leaning yeah. tower of cake. Yeah, we've had, <laughs> we've had venues where um, you've got... A room and it's literally full of glass. It's beautiful. Yeah. But where you put the cake, it's going to get hot. So yeah. they had to move it and put it into the fridge later on. And again, I think it must be a nightmare for you guys that I think this cake, it did start to sort of lean a bit and they had to get the cake maker back in to reset it up. To because, reset it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, touch wood. Hasn't happened. No. And, and I'm it's, not, and I'm it, not and going it to say. But, um, <laughs> We've also, with our background in car design and like engineering and stuff like that, we've also worked out a way to be able to structurally hold the cake from the center mm-hmm. as well. So the with these acrylic downs that we use, there's no way that they're going to buckle or no. bend. There's, no, that's um, And then there's a stainless steel threaded bar going through the center of it. And a lot of my cakes actually need to be transported as one so there's four tiers or five tiers yeah. and they need to be because the decoration is like a swathe of decoration that comes down the cake wow. and they need to be decorated as as one yeah um and yeah. <laughs> um yeah they need to be um transported as one mm-hmm. and so we then can't be wobbling a cake around and also, no. I live in mid Wales, uh, and those roads are single track roads, and yeah. they're horrible. And trying to get a four or five tier. Oh, I can cake. imagine the nerves of you. Oh, in a it's a, the first couple were dreadful. I'm quite blasé about it now. Well, so a, you know, then they're not going to fall because, like yeah. you say, the structurally, the structurally sound. Yeah. But we've we've had one, and um, arrived on site, and the bride's all in tears. They've gone, "What's wrong?" And she goes, "The cake maker has messaged and said." The cake's collapsed overnight. And I've gone, okay, is she bringing it? So, because I'm thinking, well, actually, you can still bring the cake if it's collapsed. You can still use it for cutting. For cutting. And yeah. have, I don't know, a dummy cake that you can set up, yeah. look for photos, but actually, no one's going to know because the cake that's coming out is going to yeah. be ready cut anyway. But and she's like, no, she's not delivering nothing. And I've gone, oh, my God. So luckily, I know the little cake maker, she's turned around and she's come to the rescue. And literally five hours after the um, the, the first initial phone call, she yeah. was there setting up on site and did an absolutely amazing job. Yeah. So it is. And it's um, the thing is, is that the way if that happened to me, I would work my socks off to get that product it Mm. may not be the cake that they initially chose 
it may not be five tiers high and it may not have the adornment of flowers down it but if something happened then i would hello um <laughs> Yeah, I would <laughs> make sure that I deliver so something. Some, yeah, this is it. This is it. But so this is what we, we've said plenty of times in other, on other uh, episodes of the podcast: is making sure that they couples research their suppliers yeah. and have meetings with their suppliers. Like you say, have, having those meetings with them, building that relationship, having that yeah. connection, um, just so there's that bond of trust. I think between... for me, working in the car design world, um, the You'd get to a point where it's like, oh, okay, we've got a show tomorrow and you've worked on a product for 18 months and it's all going well. And then the chief designer comes in and last thing at that night, that night before, he goes, I hate it, it's horrible, change it all and get it all done. You have to work through the night to get the product out because the big, big chief is coming to come and have a look mm-hmm. at it. And it's always been my ethos that if it's not finished, don't go to bed. No, this is this, this is, is someone else's product. I might be making it for them, but it yeah. belongs to someone else. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. belong to me. No. And so I've got to make sure that I do the very best that I possibly can. Yeah. Um and provide them with the product that I've promised to provide. Yeah. And so that that's my ethos. I I'll, think I'll work I think that night. that just speaks volume for every 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 company. That's exactly like us. We will go up and beyond on a wedding day to make yeah. sure that that my clients are one hundred and ten percent happy. Well, you can tell that is... with your with your photographs. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Stunning. But even just behind the scenes, like making the amount of times I've I've um, laced up brides yeah. and or um, we've um, arrived at the the, the um, church and they've got oh, I've forgotten this, so we, literally I've legged it back to go and get it or yeah. Um, after the service, they've gone. The mum's standing there going, "Where are the old man to get to the reception? No one's thought yeah. about me." <laughs> and I've gone, "Right, get in the back of the car. Best man we've taken to the reception. Quite a few and things times. like, <laughs> yeah, flowers think, um, and things like that." For me, the best photographers that um, I've ever known and worked with as well are the ones that they they melt so much into the background that they look like family members, and yeah. so that. That is the perfect photographer, and I yeah. think you guys do that perfectly. We you, try, we try, we try yeah. very hard. It's, it's to, becoming to do friends, that. and yeah. you know, not being. I love the fact that your your work, your there's nothing staged in your work. Even if you go for like a family group photo, there's still that relaxed look. That's yeah, that's going on. Yeah, it's that still is, natural. That, that is it's, what we aim for. Isn't that it? yeah, that is our, our complete yeah. aim. But um, this is this is what we do, and this is why we go into this yeah. industry because we love it. Oh no, I absolutely love making. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm like, oh god, why do I do why? this? Why do I do this? Yes. Just just silly things like you know, I'll get off the phone to someone, and I'm like, yeah, well we can make like all this massive monstrosity of this big cake and we can do all of this and we can make it move and we can sort this out and do this bit and that bit can be all floating and then I got off the phone and I'm like oh right so um you actually gotta do this now (laughs) the dragon cake um and uh that was down in Brecon um and I I was on the phone and this lady and she was saying, oh, we're going to have this Game of Thrones themed wedding. And, you know, we're just thinking of a few little bits. And I went, what about a dragon? And it's climbing up the side of the cake and it's all like its tail. The only things that's grabbing onto the cake are its feet. She's like, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. And so I get off the phone. I'm so elated. And I go over to my husband and say, Craig, we've got to make a cake with a dragon on it. And it's climbing up the side of the cake. And he's like, oh, okay, let's get the drawing pad out. And between the two of us, we work out structures that go underneath and how we're going to make the wings and make it look like all the wings are out. And yeah, I just love it. Give me a challenge. I don't, you know... A wedding cake needs to be part of the celebration and Definitely. that celebrates you too. Definitely. That's well, perfect. It's been amazing having you on. So yeah, thank you for is. thank you for coming on. We've eaten all the cake, by the way. We've eaten all the cake. Yeah, we've eaten all the cake. <laughs> yeah, <any laughs> cake, all the cake. <laughs> um, so if anyone obviously watching this or listening to this wants to check out so now, so it's at um, so the Wedding it's Studios. Alice, the Cake um, Studio Alison, by Alison Kemlock. Yeah. Uh, 
That's it. So yeah, please yeah. please do check, check out, out your website. Obviously, it... if you're still obviously still relatively new to planning, check out our other um, podcasts because so much information is is amazing talking to um, people in the industry like yourselves that you do this day in day out and speaking to you guys is hopefully giving our couples that listen to this a great insight of actually what to think about weddings are a minefield and you you get engaged and then you say I've got to plan a wedding and you've never had that to do before no and you're probably in a group of friends that maybe one or two of them have done it and they can give you a few tips but something like this is amazing to be able to just sign into this listen to it and come up with a few ideas and find out local suppliers so definitely thank you for coming on thank you for inviting me we'll be seeing you at the next wedding fair very very soon definitely in a couple of weeks time a couple of weeks time yeah that would be perfect thank you you're very welcome thank you that's it thank you for listening to the JOL wedding podcast Share this podcast with anyone you know who is on the journey of planning a wedding. Check out other episodes of this podcast as well as links to our social media platforms at the JOL Wedding Podcast. (laughs) 